I hadn't seen it at the time we were talking about it, but now that I have, it it was a surprise for me. Mm, yeah, very, very great movie. Uh do do do. All right. So uh let's get into a movie that we have both seen. So mm -hmm. uh our next and final review of the day is going to be for Wonka. Just Wonka is the title of this movie, a prequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, starring Timothy Chalamet and directed by Paul King. And you might think, like, a lot of people probably when this came out, it's like, oh, you're making a prequel about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Like, who the fuck wants to see that? Uh, who wants to discover, you know, how he kind of made the shop and everything like that, especially when given the track record of a lot of prequels, when they turn out to be pretty bad. Um, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They turn out to be pretty bad. But there are some few exceptions to the prequel rule that some can be very good, uh, because most often it's the challenge of how do you get over um, what you already know is going to happen, you know, in the story. And making that kind of exciting for people. But there are some exceptions, like, you know, Planet of the Apes movies are one of those things. Um, but yeah, so you have this directed by Paul King. Hey, thank you, uh Javon Good. Thank you for the 40 bits there, man. Much appreciated there, Javon Good. Um, and this is from the director of the Paddington movies. That gave me a little bit of hope for this movie coming into it. Um, and I love the Paddington movies. He did Paddington. Oh, yeah, they're movies. fantastic. If you've never seen the Paddington movies, please I recommend checking them out. They're wonderful family films, super Very charming. Cool. Super charming, super heartwarming films. Uh, very, very terrific. So if you've never seen those. And and I think Paul King, what he does with the Paddington movies, carries over a lot to the Wonka movie here. Um, and this Wonka movie, it's a musical. Um, so you'll get a lot of musical sequences in this. And I think a lot of this movie kind of hinges on whether or not maybe you like Timothy Chalamet and kind of what he's doing as Wonka. You know, it's hard coming into this role playing, you know, Willy Wonka, who, you know, is such an iconic, legendary character played by Gene Wilder. Um, I know a lot of people were kind of maybe hoping for Jeremy Allen White uh, yeah. to, play, uh, to play Willy Wonka because there's a very I strong. Mean, my God. I mean, there's a side by side picture here. Like some people even think they're related um, <laughs> and they're not related. Uh, you know what I mean? At all. But the, he bears a very strong resemblance. To him. And Jeremy Allen White. Um, He's also a good actor. Yeah, he's also a very good actor. He's he's kind of blowing up right now. He's got, actually going to be in a movie coming out recently, uh, coming out next week called The Iron Claw. And then he's also in a very hit popular drama series called The Bear, which people really oh, love. Oh, yeah. Bear is, the, Bear is great. And I'm looking forward to Iron Claw. Yeah. So he's a very good actor and he's very talented. Um, but, you know, with Timothy Chalamet, you know, I know he's also really hot right now, a major actor yeah. as well, and a bunch of stuff. Uh, one of uh, whom we're going to talk about in a minute with the trailer reaction, Dune, the Dune series. You know what I mean? Various mm -hmm. dramas, so he's kind of also making it as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the musical sequences in this are very well done, and they are very good. Um, and I'm not too big of a musical guy myself, um, but seeing it, you know, just telling the story of Wonka coming into this town and his dream of being the world's greatest chocolate maker and running into all this misfortune, you know what I mean? And like this corrupt town run by these three businessmen here. Um, who kind of, you know, have a, basically, they say a cartel, is, as they say, you know what I mean, a lock on the chocolate industry. It's like they push out anybody who tries to come in and, you know, invade on their turf. It's like some gang war type shit. Mm -hmm. um, and he is trying to make his way there and fighting all these kind of different obstacles to realize his dream. Um, so what were kind of some of your thoughts on uh, Wonka and Timothy Chalamet's performance as Willy Wonka? Um, this movie felt like a very, almost a whimsical gangs in New York. Mm. 
okay. which I never thought I'd ever say those words together. But there you go. Um, this movie is first and foremost very much a uh, Paddington-esque whimsy. And you're either with that or you're not because that's what Timothy uh, Chalamet plays it. Uh, Gone is the uh, harder edge that uh, Gene Wilder so pitch perfectly played. I think there's no contest that everyone says that he was the perfect cast for Wonka. And he is at this point a character. He's pretty much a British landmark. He's a British. Um, they like everyone knows him. Everyone knows that character. That movie is a classic. Uh, still super catchy song, super catchy music, and you just can't beat it. So whatever actor was going to play the role as Wonka had an uphill battle. And Timothy Chalamet, in my opinion, just doesn't quite stick the landing. I think he was a bit miscast. I think the role is a bit too gosh golly gee, almost a Rock of Ages level of oh, look at the world. Everything is wonderful and whimsy and I'm going to follow my dreams. And I just don't see that character that later becomes Wonka. There's no wit. There's no hint of an, of an educated man or a man who is eventually has the pros of being someone so fiscally uh, well-endowed, someone who's just so skillful in his craft in the nature but having just enough of a uh, slyness that he's able to get out of it. Honestly, uh, he comes off almost buffoonish and dumb in some <laughs> moments in this movie where I just go, uh, all right, I guess. Mm. That is true, Javon Good. And his uh, and his mom was uh, from uh, the Guillermo del Toro movie. They'd have sex with the fish, man. Yeah. Uh, what was that uh, movie? Uh, got the name of that movie, the Guillermo del Toro yeah. film. But y'all know, they got um, one best picture. Yeah. Uh, there and everything. Yeah, that's the actress uh, who plays his mother there. Um, and then Lucky Dog Podcast said he heard this, this is a separate universe. He heard uh, The Shape of Water. That's right, John. Yeah, uh, Shape, Shape of Water. Uh, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that, that it being in a separate universe. I haven't heard anything about that. But um, yeah, I guess I, I kind of see what you're saying. Now, I mean, I know this is going to sound like heresy, it's going to sound crazy. Sure. Um, and you might take away my credit card for this. Uh oh. But I've never seen the original Willy Wonka. Oh. I've I've never actually ever seen it. Like, um, it's one of those movies on the list uh, of movies that you it gets so much referenced in pop culture. You feel like you've seen it. Like yeah. I've also never seen The Wizard of Oz. I've never. Oh. Seen <laughs> so I know that's that's crazy. You gotta uh, hand it in, man. You can't now. It's on, yeah. It's on pause. You know what I mean? I, I I know that's yeah, that is really fucking crazy. I know. I but it, it does make me want to go and watch it finally. You know what I mean? Uh when they walk in the chocolate factory. Mm -hmm. But I I know a lot about it. I've you know seen things from the movie. Obviously, I very iconic stuff in the movie, which they do bring up in Wonka, like the songs you mentioned, like the Oompa Loompa oh, yeah. song they bring back uh here. I know Lucky Dog Podcast. I know, <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah. So it's like, you know, with Timothy Chalamet as a character, like how does this Wonka become you know what I mean? Yes. This Wonka right here, the must be you know, losing his fucking mind, kind of has a little bit of a weirdness, craziness to him. Um, how does he become that? Um, I don't know. I guess that's just working in customer service for like 
couple of decades. That'd make you kind of lose your fucking mind, probably doing that. Um, so you just thought that with Timothy Chalamet, he just was too naive. You think a little too? I think. I think he's a bit too gosh golly without having a level. He can be mostly naive, but he needs to have some of that slyness, a little bit of that wit, a little bit of. He needs to have moments where he broke, where you see the hint of the intellect in in him, where he goes. It's all about the subtle moments. I was waiting just for a moment where someone would give him some kind of lip or someone would do something and he'd pull a uh, we are the music makers, we are the dreamers of dreams or something. Some kind of like stopping in his track to show the maturity and the intellect in him that he's, oh, this guy, oh, he knows his stuff. He may be like a charming guy. He is really uh, positive, but there is that man in him. There's a difference between Gene Wilder in the movie as Wonka was very, he was eccentric and the old school terminology of eccentric. He had um, quirks and a personality, but eccentric doesn't necessarily mean like almost, yeah. Oh, uh, like a lucky dog said, he needs slight wit. And a, yeah, and he also needs to be kind of an a-hole sometimes. Just a little bit. He can be like a little bit an a-hole sometimes just to get his point across and to keep you on your toes. But he doesn't really have that. He's a little too, okay, uh, I believe you. He's very much the meme. Okay, I believe you. And we'll just get through it. And mm. that only goes so far where you can take him seriously. I needed moments of quiet, moments where I could take this character at least seriously. And this tone in the movie is also a little inconsistent. And sometimes we're doing these daydreaming moments and then other times it's characters are saying and doing things you're like that doesn't make any but then the movie just goes that ah, just go with it and i'm like uh okay i guess mm. I, I don't know i'm not trying to be harsh on this movie i'm just what works for paddington bear doesn't necessarily work for a character like wonka i i'm actually a, is a surprise surprise i'm actually kind of a fan of musicals on occasion I actually quite like them. I was expecting more like the music man almost where a, a like a lighter version of a con man shows up to town and does his job and adventures happen or almost like a cat in a hat in a way where he kind of shows up and he has intellect and wit kind of a jerk, but in a playful way where almost like a, a trickster and he's a young man, but he's got ambition, but he still has enough heart and charm to care about people's dreams and ambitions and and his own but he has the but he's still learning but he's still you can see where that's gonna where he's gonna go mm. but i never quite got that and i mean i'm not gonna try and dog on timothy chalamet completely because he's not the only one i think uh kelly lane who plays a character uh, of a girl named uh noodle mm -hmm. i think she's just not very good in the movie i think she tries but she just, she doesn't really emote quite often. Or she does expressions really, uh, she does like a lot of very extreme emotions. Or like, what? She doesn't really emote too often. She'll have a reaction, but it's like, what are you feeling here? I can't tell if you're angry, excited, surprised. I, I do think in a lot of her tone, it is very much like, sometimes when kids act, they like, yeah they act like everything they're asking is a question kind of yeah. 
you know, they have that kind of tone to it. It's like, you know, even though it's not a question, it kind of has that tone of a question. Um, but I mean, I, I still thought she was pretty good. And I still thought her and Timothy Chalamet kind of worked well together in a lot of their scenes together. Um, Lucky Dog Podcast um, said, person, I didn't find most of the songs any better or catchy than the 70s Wonka. Well, you're dealing with, with the 70s Wonka, a lot of, you know, classic hits there that you're kind of competing with. Not saying so you, couldn't, you couldn't have classics too with this one. I, I still thought some of the songs were pretty good here. I like like some I can go like I could I could see myself listening to this again. Like the when they do the scrub scrub song. I thought that was kind of decent. I thought that was pretty good. I thought the song when he first opens up the shop, I thought that was pretty good. Um what did you think about the the songs in here when they do actually I thought they were fine for the most part. A couple of them are kind of catchy, but I mean nothing's gonna beat those original classics. That's just which honestly, the more you learn about the movie, it's a miracle that first Wonka movie was ever made, uh, mm. because they were literally flying by the seat of their pants. They were guerrilla filmmaking. They had a super low budget, super ambitious. They wrote the songs in advance on uh, just do whatever. These are the base things we need you to write it about, and then we'll, we'll figure a way to put them in the movie. A lot of scenes in that movie were. Uh, this is your first time viewing it. This is your first time seeing this set. This is your first time doing this. And you're just told ahead of time. So a lot of it, it's a lightning in a bottle movie in many ways. Mm. It, it's a fascinating movie in its own right, both on screen and off. And uh, it's still a classic today. The music in this, I didn't find anything too catchy, but I didn't think any of them was particularly bad or anything. I like the like. I'm not trying to come off as being a curmudgeon because I do like the idea of a, I do like a whimsical musical. I think that works. It can just for a character like Wonka. I needed just a bit more of a slyness, a bit more of a, uh, a wink and a, uh, and a bit more trickstery slash an intellect behind it at the same time. Like what? Yeah. The thief with the heart of gold, kind of, kind of, kind of. not necessarily like a thief with the heart of gold, but like a businessman who actually knows proper business. Again, mm -hmm. like a con man, or like in an in, it would have been interesting to see a someone who shows up and does something weird. But uh, there should be that level of mystique with Wonka. Mm. It's there needs to be that level of mystique. You never quite know what Wonka is about, but you get to see a little bit of him. I think younger Wonka showing up, never quite showing all his cards is something that really needed to be, I think a focal point. He should have been like a mysterious, the uh, main character, but like a mysterious main character or other characters knew of him. And then finally you see Wonka for the first time as a young man. And it's like, that'll be this, this amount. And this, I got this and, I promise you, you've never had this. So you needed to have charm and wit, but there also needed to be an education behind it. But he's still learning. Mm. Okay. A bit. Um, There's ways you could have done it. The movie's not bad by any means. I don't want to say this. It's not bad by any means. But when it comes with a character like Wonka, you do have, unfortunately, higher expectations for what's along it. But I do believe... I, I, uh, you know, I'll talk uh, also about the... What did you feel about the Oompa Loompa? So the Oompa Loompa here is played by Hugh Grant. Um, you have that in this. And I don't know the exact origin of like how he originally got the Oompa Loompas, how he originally formed up with them. Would, I know that in would the... Would you like me to tell you? Um, 
okay, is it is it kind of like what happened in the Johnny Depp Tim Burton uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Is that kind of more uh, kind of but more like racist? Okay, all right. Um, so in in the way they kind of show, but you can tell me after I uh, sure do this. But yeah, Hugh Grant who plays the who who Grant also worked with Paul King in the first Paddington movie. Um, and I I like Hugh Grant. I like always nice, kinda, always nice to see him. Yeah, he's kind of having a career resurgence a little bit over these past uh, uh, decade or so, a little bit. And I think he's good. I think he's really good as Lupin. And I, I think he's really funny there in the scenes that he does comes in. Um, since I have the trailer up for this, because this was the last Wonka movie that we kind of saw here. What did you kind of was your opinion on Tim Burton's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and kind of what Johnny Depp did with Willy Wonka? I saw that in theaters and uh, I considered walking out walking out mm. i considered it i didn't but i considered it okay <laughs> i've never actually uh i've never actually seen this one either it's technically more book accurate actually it's the most it's the most accurate of the roland doll movie of the uh ap- adaptation but this was Tim Burton at the his most CGI special effects version. I think Tim Burton of the 90s could have done a really good job. But Tim Burton in the 2000s. Hmm. Okay. So what is the origin story of like Oompa Loompa? And what did you think about Hugh Grant? As- um, the origins of the Oompa Loompa are basically kind of what you thought. He kind of shows up to an island. The drawings of them are, are not very... Uh, <laughs> it's not very nice. You kind of draw them as indigenous people, and he basically convinces them to join them, kind of almost source, almost indentured servitude. Or he convinces them, oh, I'll pay you with chocolate. And that's basically what it is. That's mostly the origin mm. to an extent, with some small changes here and there. Uh, and then as like adaptations have gone, they've lessened it more and more to the point where it's like oh, yeah they get paid in chocolate but they want to be there and it, 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 they were for them because they love Wonka hmm. and this is is this is what they originally look like uh, the Oompa Loompa in the book yeah uh-huh. pretty much Okay. and even in the original movie there was discussion of like how are we gonna how are we gonna take the they, they're, they're basically actually called pygmies they're not hmm. even really called Oompa Loompas they're called pygmies so they're like, okay. how are we going to adapt adapt this? Even in the seventies, like, how are we going to adapt this? And they just <laughs> went, uh, screw it. We're going to call. It's like we're just going to call them Oompa Loompas, and we're going to give them green dye and or, or green hair and orange skins. Yeah, they might as well be saying a word that I can't say because I want money. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, say what? Um, yeah. Actually, I've no. Yeah, yeah. This is they. Great. uh Roland Dahl, um, yeah, Roland Dahl's work is uh, controversial for a reason. Although I do think it should not be censored, but it is, you know, it is his work, uh, good or bad. But uh, I was gonna say, uh, funny enough, the Oompa Loompas, I believe, uh, the reason why the first movie kind of has the timeless feel, and they kind of got this here in the set, this almost timeless city, where it has a lot of like cobblestone and bricks, and everything's kind of laid out. It was uh, actually filmed. The first film was filmed in Germany, but they actually didn't have any little people in Germany at the time, or enough of them. And so a lot of the uh, Oompa Loompas were actually from Turkey. 
they mm. got flown in from Turkey and hired from Turkey and they didn't speak any English. And so most of them, so they were just kind of told orders <laughs> like, Hey, just, just, I just be in the background, I guess, do this. Yeah. Move your arms. When the, I heard the working conditions was really terrible for a lot of them. I mean, yeah, it's a rush. It was a rush set. Uh, they did as best as they could, but yeah, they were kind of, wasn't great. There was also language barrier. So they were all in a rush. I think they did the whole movie in only a couple of months. And they had a budget, I think, of like $4 million? Mm. Less than that. It was a... The story... The do, I, I would recommend looking up the document. Once you watch the movie, look up the documentary for it. Because it is, a, it is a heck of a story on... Just it's a miracle that first movie even got made. Yeah. Um. So and, this they, one... and they didn't think it was going to be as successful as it was. Um, so with Wonka, um, you know, talking about a little bit about the supporting cast here, um, I do think you know you have uh, Keegan Michael Key who's in this mm -hmm. the chief of police. I think he does a pretty good job, um, especially a lot of the, the musical stuff he does. I mean, he's a big like theater guy anyway. Like you know, he's a man of multi talents, a comedy and performance and everything. Uh, I kind of liked him quite a bit in the movie. You have Olivia Coleman in this, uh, who plays kind of an antagonist for Wonka in this. Olivia Coleman always good to see her um, in various different stuff. Um, I think she's pretty good in this. Um, so, and when they do the actual kind of musical stuff and they do the, the choreography, I think that looks all really good. The visual aspect of this town he's in looks all really good. Um, I like that quite a bit. Um, so I think, I mean, I guess I'm a little, probably more positive on this movie than Dusk is. Uh, I think, I don't know if that's because I haven't seen the, you know, William Wonka and the Chocolate Factory before or or not. Um, but I think I think Paul King you know, it's a tough task, you know, trying to follow up or trying to, you know, do something oh, sure. in instantly going to be compared to such a legendary classic film um, to, to try to kind of measure up to that. And I think, you know, it just is the movie just taking it, just watching it. I thought I had a good time with this. Um, I definitely would watch it again. Um, I like some of the songs in here. Uh, Timothy Chalamet of kind of what he does is Wonka. Again, he also has a tough task of trying to be, you know, he's going to instantly compare to like well, Gene Wilder would have done it this way. Or he would have, you know what I mean? Gene Wilder is a legendary comedian actor um, and everything. But uh, what's kind of some of your thoughts there on some of the supporting cast, uh, the look of the movie? What's some of your thoughts? The look of the movie is probably one of the best parts of it. I really enjoyed the set design. I enjoyed the environments, like the use of colors and the use of uh, the cinematography. I thought for the most part, visually, I had no problems with this movie. I thought it fit the tone. The tone, although even though the tone varied, I thought that it fit every scene they were trying to do and felt honestly pretty good. A lot of mistakes with a musical as they try to almost kind of make it like a stage play in a movie form and don't quite adapt to a movie. This one just gets quite right. And I think it's his experience from Paul King's experience from Paddington and doing other works that he's able to incorporate musical elements into a movie that fits well enough and pretty solid honestly for the supporting cast i'm always happy to see jim carter as a from if you have any downton abbey fans i'm always happy to see him he had great timing as usual i thought hugh grant as lofty uh was solid i always like seeing hugh grant um he's i'm always happy to see him even if he plays the same role i'm happy to see him i thought um everybody for the most part those side characters are actually probably the most interesting aspects of of it even the uh uh yeah, gosh, why am I blanking? What was her name again? The uh, the villain, Mrs. Scrubbits. 
Olivia Coleman. I think even Olivia Coleman is uh, does a great job as just being this over the top villainous, along with her and uh, Bleacher, played by Tom Davis. Yeah, she yeah, yeah, they're a great duo. Like real oh, man, the accent. I yeah. I I laughed. Uh, I I laughed a little bit, and I just couldn't believe it. The uh, the scene where they uh, they try to convince them that they're in love with each other, and he's like, "Show them thighs." I think this, yeah. I think this, I was like, I was like, that's bold <laughs> of you, bud. Got, get that later, hosen. Um, yeah. So, what will be your rating? Or uh, there are parts of this that I like, and I think if it was on its own, I would have probably rated it higher. And I've been tossing and turning on exactly what I would rate it, where. I'm stuck between a low tune-in and a high rental, and I've just been thinking about it back and forth, back and forth. And I think, I think I'm going to kind of land on a rental, on a high rental. I think this is a good enough rental piece where I think you get a lot of value from it seeing at home rather than seeing the theaters. But it's a high enough rental that if you did happen to check it out in theaters, go see it in a matinee. I think you'd have a solid time. But I wouldn't recommend it any higher than a matinee theater. So until then, I'd say rental. I'd say a high rental. Uh, John Goodson, it sounds like it belongs on Netflix. Um, I don't know. I, I saw it in theaters. Um, I don't regret seeing it in theaters. Uh, the audience I saw it with, they seemed pretty into it. Which is uh, why I said a high rental. Yeah. Um, and then they some people even clapped afterwards. Uh, when the movie was done, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what your theater experience was like. Oh, it was. Um, I didn't regret seeing this movie in theaters. I want to make that clear. Mm-hmm. I thought I was like, oh, okay. If it wasn't for the Wonka, it, honestly, if it wasn't for the Wonka, and this was just a doe white character who yeah. was like a completely brand new character in a story, I would have probably given it higher marks. But because it has that legacy attached to it, the rating comes down. But the theater experience overall, I thought it was pretty, pretty solid for the most part, pretty good. But I just considering everything, thinking about it, I just gave it a high rental because I just feel it's a, you know what? If you went to the theater, see on a matinee, I think you'd be, you'd have a fine enough time. But you know, you'd be fine seeing this at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I personally, I think I would give it. I think I was charmed enough by this movie mm-hmm. um, that I would give it a tune in. Uh, yeah. personally, okay. uh, which is kind of more of our it's above uh, a stream it there. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's slightly above that, slightly above it. Yeah, yeah. So I'd give it a tune in. Um, do I think it's as good as like if you've never seen Paul King's, like you mentioned, his two Paddington films? Do I think it rises to the level of those? No, I don't. Um, I don't think it does. I think those movies are so heartwarming and so charming and so kind of kind of a whimsical, uh, I guess is the word to use of those films that it's like it's. Those are really, really great if nobody's ever checked those out before. Um, but this, I think, it, it somewhat is kind of brings back that style. It makes sense why you would get Paul King to do a Wonka movie and him to bring that style to this. Um, and mm-hmm. if you depend on what you kind of like, if you're going to like what Timothy Chalamet does as Wonka, maybe it's going to depend a lot on that. Uh, as, as mentioned, Dusk had kind of a little bit of an issue with, with his performance there uh, as Wonka. Uh, me, I thought it was that was pretty good. I liked kind of a little bit of what he was kind of doing there. Maybe there's a little too golly gee shucks a little bit. Just the naivete 
uh, of a character maybe it's supposed to be. But, you know, I, I still thought he did pretty good. And he did pretty good in the musical parts as well. Um, you know, it's always tough with these musicals when you get oh, actors yeah. who don't really know how to sing. It's not like he's the world's greatest singer, but I think he does great for what, what was required in this. Um, the choreography, I thought, was really good. Um, and this is what we mentioned before. Also, the concept of, like, these gangster you know, chocolate dudes who are pushing him out and, you know what I mean? And they even, I mean, and this is supposed to be a kid's movie, but then mm -hmm. they have, like, they tell Keegan-Michael Key, who's the chief of police, it's like, yeah, we want you to kill him. Just straight up, they go like, yeah, we want you to fucking yeah, no, whack that, him. That, that was actually legit uh, funny on that, where I was like, oh, okay, I appreciate that bit of uh, humor. Could have used more of that, but it was, I did appreciate that even being mentioned to the point. Um, there's also a, a nice scene where he, uh, Key and Peel. Yeah, sorry. Key talks to uh, as the chief of police talks to Wonka, and Wonka says something along the lines of like, uh, "Don't do this again." Or bop. I was like, "Oh, like after uh, I bumped you on the head." And he's like, "You never give me a bump in the head." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm just really off today. I, I'm, I'm sorry." <laughs> like, and then proceeds to bonk him on the head. Yeah, pulls that, and it. I like how it cuts immediately right before he does it too. Like, I thought that was really great too. Uh, I thought that was kind of really funny there, but yeah. So I, I kind of like the whole kind of plot there of that kind of what's mm -hmm. going on um so yeah 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 so for me i would give it a it's, it's a good tune in a strong tune in i think for me um, um javon good do you think it was his acting or the writing i think it's a bit of both honestly i think timothy Chalamet is a little i just don't think he really captured the essence uh what he was really going for and I think also it comes down to the writing as well. I think it's a bit of both. I think he was miscast, but I also think the writing uh, let him down in some ways. But that's at least how I feel about it. Um. So, yeah. So I gave it a strong tune in. Dust gives it a high stream for Wonka.